Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If he had known how that night would end, I doubt that Abraham Lincoln would have gone to Ford's Theater that evening. At the very least, he would have brought an extra bodyguard. If Archduke Franz Ferdinand knew with certainty what was going to happen to him and his wife, would he have traveled to his death in Sarajevo? Or would he have stayed home? Could the deaths of millions on the battlefields of the First World War have been avoided if the Central Powers didn't feel the need to rally to the cause of their slain ally? The world may never know. If John and Jackie Kennedy knew what awaited them in Dallas, would they have chosen to stay away from Texas? There was no way of knowing if Lincoln or Ferdinand or Kennedy would have avoided their fate if they had known what was in store for them. But we do know how it turned out for our Lord. Jesus entered Jerusalem fully knowing what was going to happen to him that week. He did not have to wait for Judas to come skulking in the night with a company of temple guards at his back. Because Jesus knew before he even entered the city, what was up. He knew that Judas was to betray him, and he especially knew that he would be killed. We read about this in our gospel lesson for today, the story of the passion of our Lord according to Matthew. At the end of this week, we will hear another version of the same story. We will hear the passion of our Lord according to the gospel of John. But today is Palm Sunday, right? Why are we looking ahead to all this death stuff already? Don't we have at least four days or so before all that went down? Can't we focus on Jesus Jesus flipping tables or something? If we believe that Jesus really knew that what was in store for him, then reading about his passion is a perfect text to read today. While the people in the streets lauded his entry into the city as a triumphant miracle worker come to town, Jesus knew that the palms beneath his feet would soon turn to shouts calling for his death. As my son said, they acted as a friend, but later would prove otherwise. Though the people were celebrating his presence right in front of him, Jesus knew that these celebrations would turn to demands for his life. He knew that he was going to be killed, but he entered the city anyway, knowing full well that his life would be required of him. Jesus headed into the place of his execution. By doing this, Jesus fulfilled the words of the prophet Isaiah, who spoke of a servant who would suffer injustice, but face it head on anyway. The text from Isaiah begins by speaking of the servant as one who was given the tongue of a teacher and is awakened by words from the Lord. Such a poetic statement. 
The servant was not sustained by a massive paycheck, a big house, the gold of a king. The servant did not draw strength from the support of the masses or the ability to wheel and deal. Instead, the servant was sustained by a word from the Lord who wakens him to righteousness. It seems so simple, right? Just a word. Just a word sustains. And yet, words can be very powerful. They can lead us from one moment to the next, waking us to each tomorrow. Words like, you are loved. Or, I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad that you are in my life. Or, everything's going to be all right. Words like these can sustain day after day after day. More than that, words from the Lord keep us going in more significant ways than anything we can say to one another. The word spoken to the servant led him to face anything. He said, I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The servant was empowered by the words of the Lord that sustained him and awakened him. They gave him courage, courage to face those who would hurt and disgrace him. The words emboldened him to endure lashings and willingly submit to the ridicule of others. And the servant was encouraged to face whatever foes were set against him, taking on all the opposition by trusting that he was not alone. The servant did not draw strength from himself, his inner being, his aura, his educational background or work experience, anything like that. The servant drew strength from the Lord and the Lord alone. With that strength, the servant rose to face the evils of this world. And this servant song of the prophet Isaiah was fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to this world to live, to suffer death, and even more hopefully, to be resurrected for the sake of us all. He did not establish himself as one who drew strength from his possessions or his position, but gave all of himself for others. He looked at the needs of the world and knew that he needed to save it, no matter what the cost. When he came to Jerusalem, he was like the servant who turned his back to receive another lashing from those who intended him harm. Because he loves us, and because he is strengthened by the God who sustains us with the word. Jesus entered town knowing that he would never leave except by death on a cross. Still, he entered Jerusalem anyway. Even more powerful, Jesus came as the word of the Lord who sustains the whole world. He was not content to leave us to live or to die to ourselves, but became for us the word who sustains everything 
and every one. Though the world turned on its Savior, Jesus is the Word of God who empowers us to face even those who do us the most harm. May the Word of God awaken you anew this week, this holy week, to face the world as it is with hope and faith that God has suffered and continues to suffer to make this world better. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.